Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, I thought we'd take a look here at the uh, DVOA mm, right, okay. ratings here. We haven't done this in a, in a few weeks Yeah, on, uh, on Football Outsiders. And uh, this Eagles team. There's one weakness. That third column's not so good. Yeah, special teams, not great. Not great. Uh, they're 25th in special teams, uh, but they are second yeah. offensively behind only Buffalo. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's a pretty, it, it, like, 14-point difference between them and Buffalo. Buffalo's a distant one. Then. A distant one, oh, yeah, yeah. I can see that. They are fourth in defensive DVOA. Okay. Um. I, I noticed this too, like the old school stats. You know, overall defense is just yardage. Overall offense is just yardage. Them and Buffalo are the only two that are in the top five. In right. Both. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, they're they're good. Um, the the defensive DVOA, uh, Buffalo's number one at minus twenty one point six. Obviously, minus being the better there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Dallas at minus twenty one point three. And then Denver's at minus 17.8. Philadelphia is minus 17.7. So they're, they're right there right on the there. cusp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a really good group. As is the case with Buffalo, they do get to play with quite a bit of a lead, which helps. But they're also really talented at all levels. And now they have corners. You know I mean? That, that's kind of a new addition the last two years. I'll say this, though. Tampa Bay is fifth in defensive DVOA, mm-hmm. minus 12.6. They're going to be falling like a rock, though. Steelers did move the ball against Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. You know, so it's, it's not an impossible task. They moved task. the ball against Buffalo. They did move the ball against Buffalo. They just yeah. didn't score. They didn't score. I mean, uh, if you look at total overall D, uh, DVOA, obviously they're second behind Buffalo. Behind Buffalo. And that's not close. Really? Buffalo is 44.5. Philadelphia is 29.0. I mean, I don't expect this game to be the same result as Bill. No. I mean, I, mean, I think they're in the same it was level. Things, but... things would have to go really, really bad. Like They're, yeah. they're closer to third than, than they are to one. Okay. And Dallas is third at 24.1. I was wondering, is KC third for them? Or is it... KC is fourth at 21.2. Then Baltimore at 20.8. I know they're high on Baltimore, and I think a lot of it's because they've lost so many close games. But there's an art to that, too. There's an art to that, yeah. They can't. The pass rush in the run game to close people out. But then Cincinnati is sixth at 14.9. I think they're skyrocketing up. Uh, Seattle is seventh at 11.4. Impressive. 
Uh, Tampa Bay is still eighth at 8.5. Okay. I mean, this is when I think it gets a little hairy in yeah. that Seattle-Tampa neighborhood. But Jacksonville is ninth at 5.6. They're, they're kind of like the Ravens, because I heard Aaron Schatz talking about this. He's like, I know the record's not good, but they've lost really close games. Well, so my, have the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, right, I guess that's true. They're not the only they team in the league. They got blown out once, right, and the right. other games have all been close. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, San Francisco is now 10th at 4.8. I bring this up because the Steelers right now are minus 8.6. They're 24th. 24th, okay. Um, I don't think that's crazy. That's largely because the offense is 24th. Yeah. Defensively, they're for now 14th. Pro Football Focus has a similar thing. They yeah. just call it power ranks. And I, just ha- I don't really ever look at it, but I looked at it today. They, the Steelers are 21. Yeah. You know, like they, I mean, they're, uh, a lot of these analytic folks realize really tough schedule, a lot of close games. They're not 30, you know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it just from strictly uh, – so they played Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They played Cincinnati. They played Tampa Bay. They played the Jets, who were surprisingly 11th. So there's they, four teams in the top 11. They just played Miami, which is 12th. Okay. Um, so half their schedule – I mean, almost yeah. their whole schedule has been – Cleveland somehow is 15th. New England is 16th. So they haven't played anybody in the bottom half. No. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the point there. That, that, so the second half of the schedule. I, I, I and keep, real quick, that group that you just mentioned, I think I said this yesterday, their collective point differentials plus 150. Yeah. You know, they're, they're beating people bad. I mean, I just look at this second half and, you, you know, you play a bunch of these teams in the bottom of this. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, things are only going to go up for the Steelers. You're not, And you're going to I get agree. the guy we just talked about in the previous segment. Why? You're going to get T.J. Watt back. I mean, at the latest, it'll be New Orleans. I'm sure. And that's the thing about, remember when we first talked about DVOA at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. after Watt got hurt, they were factoring the Steelers' DVOA in there playing without Watt. With the injury, right. With and without Watt. If, if the Steelers have Watt they right probably, now, they're probably like 20th. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? that, that makes sense. If he were back in the equation. He's that kind of difference maker. Yeah, they did the same thing with Dak and guys like yeah. that, you know, right. Big time That's why Dallas players. made the big jump up. Dallas wasn't... Fourth they, last yeah, okay, week. Okay, but now you get Dak, you give him points yeah. for that. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Um, so, so even if they lose, they probably go up next week. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, if I, you I start looking at the, enough, right. <laughs> again, the future schedule. Now, remember, the Steelers were. Start from 32 and go up. And to so this who's, point, who's they've played up. the second hardest schedule in the league. Right. After this week, now, it, because of teams that won and lost. Mm-hmm. Their their schedule remaining schedule is ninth, but again after this week after you play the well, Eagles, then it gets much different, right? Then it and it, then it shoots up. It probably turns right. into you know the fifteenth hardest schedule. Yeah, you get number two on the on the slate this week. Is out, out of the way, and then yeah. you rest, right? Right. So, um, you know, I I just think that you know when I look at that um, DVOA stuff, it's it, I mean, extremely interesting. Here. It is Ravens and Bengals are. Um, you know, still on the slate, but in a way that's good. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but you'd rather play divisional games. You know, if you're trying, teams to get you're back more familiar the, with, you're yeah. more familiar with. Interestingly you, enough, I was looking at this map. The Eagles' offensive line, yeah, really good offensive line, right? I think it's the best of the league. Fifteenth in in the Football Outsiders really? DVOA, okay, value. It surprised 15th. me. Surprised me because the ball's coming out quicker too. Their yeah. job's a little easier than it was in protection previous years. They run the ball very well still. You know, it's Sanders and, and Hurts, but 
Um, the holes are certainly there, and, and passes the eyeball test. I mean, they got stars. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a really good group. The uh, Steelers' offensive line comes in at twenty fifth. Okay, where are they pass versus run, or is that on there? I can't remember. Um, not really. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah. So it's not been awful. No. Um, you know, it's not been the the you know that's just a ridiculous issue. No, I think it's an average offensive line, which we all would have taken going into yeah. the season. You know, and part of that's the running back because it's they have running back yards on there, and the Steelers are low in the running back yards. Uh, I, I imagine they are, um, but that's only going to continue to go up. I think. I think so. I, I do. I mean, I think uh, Najee looks a little better. Um, I wanted to give credit. I don't think I did yesterday. Dotson played a much better game. I, I thought he had two real stinkers, and then I thought he was very good in this game. James Daniels to me is this, almost the same every week. Where he's yeah. a plus player every yeah, week. Yeah, he's playing you know? well. Right. I mean, Chooks so, is playing pretty well. Yeah, you know? yeah. And Moore and Cole are the weakest links. Well, I, I don't know about that. I think the the two on the right side are very solid. The other guys have good days, bad days, but usually not terrible days. I said Dotson's the last two weeks before this were a little questionable, but you know, everyone looks at Moore and if he lets up a sack, oh, he's terrible. Well, he's going to let up some sacks. Yeah. What about the other? That's that's the biggest issue to me with playing offensive line in this. You could you can win too, right? You win seventy-two consecutive plays, and then the seventy-third play, you give up a sack. Well, he had or he had just an awful game. Smoked. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the other guys get paid too. You know. Right. The interesting thing about this, I was looking at this, Matt. Um, So, against wide receivers, Mm -hmm. uh, there there's. The stat out there, the Steelers are the. This is a fantasy football stat more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Steelers are dead last in, in allowing re, uh, yards to receivers, mm-hmm. to wide receivers, to yeah. wide receivers. But if you look at where they rank in DVOA against mm-hmm. wide receivers, overall it's fifteenth. Oh, really? Yeah, it's one some of the stuff I put in my stat pack was a lot of yards, a lot of production to wide receivers. You know, and um, obviously the Buffalo game had something to do with that. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, there are some against uh, it, right? against the opposing team's number one receiver. Yeah, that's something they do too. They're fourteenth. Okay, yeah, so it's not bad. Above average, right? Against number two receivers, they're twenty second. Against any other receivers, the third to fourth, they're seventeenth. Hmm, okay. Um, obviously, Brown is the one there, but yeah. Devontae Smith's role is really strong too. Yeah. I mean he's he's an every week contributor now in a big way in a focal point. Some of that goes back to the fact that they were on the field so much mm-hmm. in the game against the Bengals. Yeah. In the game against yeah. the Browns. Like the Bengals are just throwing and throwing and throwing the entire mm-hmm. second half of that game. Right, right, right. And eventually guys get to 100 and yeah. things like that. Cuz some of the stuff you do see is they have X amount of receivers that have gotten 95 yards or more, you know. Well, yeah, if, and, if, you're, if, if they're on the field, the Chris whole time, Goblin right? got 12 targets. I would hope that he targets. ends up with a, you know, right, right, right. You, you target your number one receiver 12 times, you should end up with eight catches. Mm-hmm. And really, the last two weeks too, they've done really good work against great receivers. Yeah, you they know, they were a well above average against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So it's probably both their worst games are close to yeah. it in a, in a Dolphin uniform, or this year. This year. And Evans and Godwin are no slouches either. How about this tight end DVOA? I think it's really good. Steelers can't cover tight ends. Oh, They've never been able to cover tight ends. Because Gronk caught some passes they're on third. five years ago. Right. Oh, third. Know, right. Minus 40.4. That's interesting. Minus being good there. Minus is good, yeah. And that's it, really good. See what I, I, I kind of made note of that in the stat pack, too, because... 
Goddard and Fryermuth have very similar yeah. usage, um, yardage, target shares. They're close to the same age, same style. I'm a big fan of both guys, but both these teams are good against tight ends. <laughs> you know, I mean, not that that matters. Yeah, but, I just I just know. wonder if you're attacking this this Philadelphia offense this week. Mm-hmm. Is it all about AJ Brown? Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Is it Those all other two guys will hurt you? But though. the other two guys. So, do, or do they take it? Do they play this like they did against Miami last week? All right, we're gonna we're gonna double or we're gonna try to take both of these outside receivers away. Mm-hmm. And if we give up some catches to Goddard, so be it. So be it. Uh, I mean, one of my matchups was just Edmonds versus Goddard because yeah. I think they might ask a lot of Edmonds in yeah, this. You, in these situations, people talk about Terrell Edmonds. Right. This is this is where Terrell Edmonds shows his value. Right. Not only does he play. They're a heavy cover two team, especially lately against Miami. That yeah. makes a ton of sense. And he's great. He's more than fine as a deep half guy. But he has a great history of playing man on tight ends. Yeah. He's usually the tight end man guy. And I could see that being – that's why I picked it because I thought maybe they'll stick with some cover two, um, and that could be Norwood and as yeah. well. Because you there. don't want A.J. Brown running through your second you don't, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Smith's pretty dangerous. It's a too. different situation than Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hill will run around your guys and make you look silly because he's so fast. Yeah, yeah. Brown will just run through him. He was a physical guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people remember the highlights as a Titan. I mean, he was great after the catch, still is. Um, and I also thought, I didn't put Watt in the equation. They're bad versus blitz. I mean, it's one of Hertz's things he's still working on. I thought they might blitz heavy and say, Terrell, you got Goddard. Yeah, you know? I, I, I just so wonder if, if this, because when I asked Mike Tomlin about, you know, how do they replicate uh Jalen Hurts in practice this week. Mm-hmm. Do they, you know, do they bring in a, a quarterback to do it? Do they use one of their quarterbacks to do it? Do they put a receiver there? How do you do that? And he says, "Well, we have a lot of, we have a lot of uh, practice playing mobile quarterbacks in our division." Sure. So I sure. wonder if they attack him like they attack Lamar. Possibly. I mean, he's a different style of runner. He's extremely strong, like yeah. weight room strong right. and squats, and you know, um, but he still don't like to get hit. No, he still doesn't like to get hit, <laughs> and he still. Scores a ton of touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, has he has a, the most touchdowns. Did you see? Did you rushing, see that? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's remarkable. Yeah, in the first two seasons, I think the most uh, rushing yards for a quarterback in like the last twenty years. He's or something got like, like twenty five or something. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, remarkable. He's their short yardage back. He's their short yardage back. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but he's gotten much better. And the one thing that I do, I mentioned that podcast that uh, Cosell was on. He was really going up and down, giving great praise to the Steelers late motion on defense, yeah. you know, and disguising coverage. They've done a good job with and they started it kind of last year with shifting the line at the last yeah, the last yeah. possible second to get those guys moving. Got them a I think it got them a false start penalty against the uh mm-hmm. against the Dolphins if I remember correctly. I think you're right. They had a shift in in the Dolphins left Well, I can left tackle jump, yeah. Right, cuz Cam's right over them too, you know. <laughs> oh, There's wait, wait a second. I better get a jump here. But he was really praising the disguise coverages Late movement, late late mo- movement with the the secondary discipline, tackling, all those things you know that we've we've been talking about. But it's good to hear someone else say it. Yeah. Um, the blitz thing, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, is it anomaly, or is he struggling versus blitz? I mean, if TJ's there, do you not have to blitz either way? I, I don't know if what the what, what strategy I would go with there. Yeah, I'm not sure either. And again, this is a, a, a an opponent that you don't play all that often. I mean, right. You know, once every four years. So if you, you've never faced Jalen Hurts before. That's like so you know, you, Lamar's like perfect. Yeah. Do you give the him NFC, the Lamar you know? treatment, or mm-hmm. you do do you treat him like? I don't even know who else you would look at in that category. That uh, do you treat him like like Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a good point. Because uh, you know we talked so much in the off season about Lamar really struggled with blitz late last year, and I think he's gotten over that. You know because I'm sure that's what he spent the whole off season on. Where Hertz is like a year younger almost and a year behind, yeah. and now people are, you know that were afraid to blitz him because he's such a good runner decided. Well, let's see, and do a little more, a little more, and he doesn't handle it quite as well. Is that the book on the guy, or can you get home without it? Or is it just hitting him and rushing him? Because I know Brady's a, a computer, but the coverage stuff made Brady hold the ball a pulse longer or Tua a pulse longer. And, yeah, you didn't get enough pressure against Tua, but if you can make – if the coverage makes him think just a second longer, a half a second longer, it disturbs all the timing of the yeah. you know of the plays, and, and they've done good jobs with that with the coverage. And here's the thing about Hurts: I just I just pulled up his forty time. Mm-hmm. He's a four five nine guy. I say he's not like Lamar. He's not he's not Lamar in his four four. No, I bet Allen beats him in a race too. Yeah, you know. So and, and I mean, he's not he's, an accelerator. He's like fast, Jackson. but he's not wow fast. Right, right. He's more of a bulldog. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's hard to he's, get on the He's ground. more Cam Newton-ish. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah, I mean, and Allen's sort of that way as well. I mean, just big, physical, I'm short gonna, yardage back. I'm going to run you over. Yeah, yeah, and they like it. I'm 220 pounds and, mm-hmm. you know. But the Steelers have, had, have done well against those types, too. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a physical game, we'll take every hit on the quarterback we can. So the key then becomes, on the other side of the ball, taking care of the football. They're... <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about their turnover differential. I think we did yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's bonkers. I mean, yeah. they're plus twelve, and number two is plus six. I think it's the high. I saw it's the highest point of or highest turnover differential at this point in the season since, since like nineteen forty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, with six games played, they're the only team in history to have fourteen takeaways, or or you know, whatever it was. I mean, their, their turnover differential is. Historically good. They've only turned the ball over twice. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's craziness. Yeah, you know? twice so, since nineteen forty. I don't know if that's going to keep up. That's tough to. I yeah. mean, that could be a little bit fluky. I mean, but... here's their turnovers. So they got they got one in week one against the, the Lions, three in week two, okay. one again in week three against Washington. That's against mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, yeah, who they know really well. Five against the Jaguars. Yeah, that was the wet game. Yeah, that does skew it a little. I'm glad you mentioned that game because Lawrence. Just dropped the ball yeah. several times. You know, like he right. really had a hard time with the weather. It wasn't exactly. I'm not taking any away from the Eagles, but they didn't do a lot to cause some of those. One against the Cardinals, three against the Cowboys. So they've gone every other game. That's when rush imploded too. Yeah, when I mean, it was comeback time. So every other game they've gets one, three, one, five, one, three. Mm-hmm. So are they due for a one this week? Right. If I, if they only get one this week, I think the Steelers. Okay, we'll take that. No, I think you take that yeah. with a rookie quarterback that's been turning the ball over a little bit. Um, the key for them is thing. they've only turned it over twice. That's the thing. They haven't fumbled yet, or they haven't lost a fumble yet. Yeah. And Hertz has done a remarkable job of valuing the football. I yeah. Mean, Fran really mentioned that today on the podcast. Like, he's really come a long way, and the coaches are really drilling that into his head about protecting the football, and it's sticking with him. But he's going to throw interceptions this year. 
Yeah, right. I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> right. He, like, he has fumbled three times this year. And he must have fallen. They've fallen on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to end up plus 40 in turnover differential. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to stick Those with Those things tend trend. to equal out a little bit. A little bit. bit. But and that's key in this one. You'd like it if Kenny Pickett was, you know, a little more... Yeah, and I don't know. We're still way too early in his. Like people are already panicking about this. Are you going to be turnover prone? I wanted to talk about that. So he has what seven picks? Yeah, two of them aren't his fault, right? And we talk good and bad, mostly bad, about pro football focus. But one of the things I do really appreciate that they can do that I'm not going to is <laughs> turnover worthy plays. Right, pick it as five. You know, he doesn't have... All of them have been caught. And they, all of them have been caught. Yeah. There haven't been three others that weren't, you yeah. know what I mean? Or, now, some of that's because you throw a nice catchable ball. Well, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Roethlisberger used to have a lot of those, but he was firing the ball in. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he had, he had four or five interception-worthy, turnover-worthy plays. Right. plays. Well, they only caught one of them, or they didn't yeah. catch any of them. AB's going to catch it, but that <laughs> D-back with bad hands isn't, right. you know. So there's something to that, too, mm-hmm. but there's been a little bit of bad luck there. There is. I mean, again, if he if he truly has had five turnover worthy plays, that's not an exorbitant amount in what ten quarters of play. Yeah, you know, usually. And the, 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 like the one Justin Bethel picks. made at the end of the game, right? Sunday was a hell of a play. It was also a great play. Yeah, too. I mean, and, and they counted that as a turnover worthy play. Yeah, the two, you know, hail mary, they don't care, and the and the Chase Claypool one, they don't care. Yeah, you know, and even the I mean, the 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 first one, Claypool. The ball hits on his hands and, and mm-hmm. goes to the ground, and the safety comes rolling in and makes the interception. Yeah, like, yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't look at Kenny and be like, oh, man, this guy's going to lead the He's Winston, or you know, he's going to lead yeah. the league in interceptions or anything yeah. year after year. I mean, I, I like that he's aggressive, though. I, as opposed yeah, to that's the thing that you don't want to take away from him is the right. aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. You want him to be aggressive, but you want him to be smart aggressive. Yeah, yeah, and he'll get better at it. And yeah. he played really good defenses, too. But you know who else? Struggled early in his career with interceptions. So Kenny Pickett, in his first four games, has thrown uh, seven interceptions. He had two games, two, three, three uh, interception games. Mm-hmm. The only other quarterback to do that, I think, I think in the last twenty years, Peyton Manning. Oh yeah, and he had three. Yeah, yeah. he in, in his first four games, he had three, three interception games. Yeah, like. These guys fix themselves. I mean, Aikman was terrible. But he was like an aggressive early. thrower. He was like, an aggressive yeah. thrower, yeah. And again, uh, you want to, you don't want to, you, you'd rather reel him in than don't neuter to, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think Kenny has plenty of aggressiveness, which is good. And the thing about him is, is his accuracy is one of his strengths. Like yeah. the throw that he made to Fryermuth oh. on fourth and six mm-hmm. was an extremely high level throw. Yeah, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. And, you know, there aren't many quarterbacks. Like, I don't think Hurts can make that throw. Probably not. Um, I, I forget what I was listening to, but it was a really good quarterback analysis. And they were talking about a great way to judge a quarterback is see their accuracy from 10 to 19 yards. Yeah. There's a lot of chuck it or dump it down guys. Yeah. And even like Matthew Stafford's kind of made a career of that. But the great ones from 10 to 19 where there's a lot of bodies, where you got to feather throw. That's throws. where Brady kills you. Yeah, where you got to throw it over the linebacker, hit a guy in motion, and I think Pickett has that. I don't know Hertz does. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's still working on it. I mean, I think Pickett already has that ten to nineteen range where it's not driving it down the field and hope they make a play or dumping it down. Yeah, so I, I think there's. I'm not ready to say that he is that guy yet. That he's well, he's just turning. They, they need to, you know, there were already questions on Tuesday. Is it time to make a change? I mean, come uh, on. 
Come on. The change has been made. The change is, is, yeah. is here you, for You're going to live forever. with this now. Right, yeah. right. This is what you're going to do. This, this is a wholesale franchise change. And he, there are, you know, again, they've had their best games moving the football overall with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And it's looked the best, too. Yeah. I mean, just watching it. It's just a matter of getting some of the red zone stuff down. And again, not getting some of those interceptions. And the interceptions, in some cases, have just been him not being on the same page with the wide receivers. The, the Deontay one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not sure who was wrong there or whatever, but if he puts the ball on the other shoulder, it's not picked. It, it you know? might be a touchdown. It might be a touchdown, right? Yeah. So it's just one of those things that you you learn, you live, you learn, you move on. Hopefully it makes you better down the road and see where that goes for. One quick nugget, just because I mentioned Deontay, I wanted to make sure we talked about it just for a second today. ESPN has this new stat about getting open, and I don't know if it's good or bad, He's best in the league. Yeah. He's number one. He gets open. <laughs> yeah. I know people are down on him, and some of his numbers are disheartening. He's had bad luck. No one's had worse luck than oh, that guy. Yeah. I mean, he'll be fine, guys. Yeah. his like the I, Immediately, first series of the game on Sunday, um, Steelers run two plays. Mm-hmm. They run Najee Harris. He gets seven yards. Okay. Yeah, Starting yeah. three. Starting three. It's manageable. Uh, Deontay runs like a little – like a little shake and bake and, and takes off and beats the corner. He's 15 yards down the field, down the sideline, and Pickett just missed him. Yeah, yeah. That, folks, is a play that they rep. That's one of their scripted plays. Sure. They probably rep that 10 times in practice last week. Okay, yeah. when we get this. We're going to run this. This is our. This, this is the one that he likes. He can make this throw, and he just missed it. And on that day, and, it didn't happen. And right. people were automatically, well, there's Matt Canada's uh, game player. You know, it worked. There was the, the right the play. play worked. He got open in the quarterback missed still, him. Right, he's right. still running if Pickett hits him in stride in that pl- in that situation right. because the safety was late getting over. More than any player on this team in top of the league, his season could look so much different oh, yeah. with three little things. You yeah. Know, like, you know, tiny, minuscule little things that haven't gone his way. But yeah. That's kind of how the season's gone for the team right now. Absolutely. Um, you can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere, through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart. Alexa will take care of the rest. Huh. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll do that right after this. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 